welcome to the MUFG APEC Insights Podcast. This episode is the second part of our special edition to commemorate International Women's Day. In the spirit of this year's theme, Choose the Challenge, we celebrate and recognize those who have challenged themselves to grow and bring positive changes in our organization and our communities. Today, we feature Angelina Bopp, Managing Director and Head of Credit Managed Assets, Global Corporate and Investment Banking for Asia Pacific. Hi, Angelina. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. What does Choose to Challenge mean to you and what inspires you to continually and actively challenge yourself? Thanks, Heather. So um, it's an interesting phrase. When I was reflecting on what it meant to me, I realized that actually choosing to challenge is just an intrinsic part of me and who I am. And I think there are different ways to define challenge. Um, and in, in many cultures and in many contexts, it carries quite a negative connotation. But I think um, the way that I frame challenging is actually um, about discovery and understanding and creating um, a greater level of understanding of your circumstances or your personal position or of a specific situation, and then using that as a way to grow from the experience. So I am inherently curious, and therefore I am constantly asking questions about everything around me because I just want to understand more. And, you know, if I step back, to answer the second part of the question about what inspires you to continually and actively challenge yourself. If I step back and think about, you know, what is my purpose here? What am I doing here? Actually, for me, it's all about growth. It's all about personal growth. It's all about wanting to do and learn and experience as much as I possibly can. And so it's not so much an inspiration. It's more driven by just a desire to learn more. In your learning journey, was there any one lesson that you've had to learn the hard way? So I think I'm still learning that lesson because the lesson that I'm trying to learn is actually, I mean, it's very self-reflective. It's about trying to find ways to be more forgiving of myself, um, to be kinder to myself, because I think I set expectations of myself that I don't think anyone else sets of me, apart from maybe my parents, and that I probably would not expect of anyone else because they are, you know, they're they're, they're very, very high expectations set in a way that I want to achieve them in a very, very short amount of time. And, you know, um, it's not always possible to do that. It's not always possible to juggle all of the things that, you know, any one person has going on in their life. Um, And instead of giving myself a hard time about, you know, not getting to the point that I want to be at in that particular area, actually, it's just recognizing all of the other stuff that is going on that um, I've had to focus on instead. So there's that kind of reprioritization that happens. Um, And I think I just, I I can make things more challenging of myself than they necessarily need to be because of that propensity to set very, very high expectations. So 
I, I'm I'm learning. I'm learning how to be kinder to myself. I'm I'm finding different ways of doing that. Um, I try and meditate on a daily basis just to bring some kind of balance and awareness as well into the situations in which I um, am, am reacting rather than responding. And, and that's to myself, but also um, in, in all situations that I come across in my daily life. It's interesting that you talk about um, learning to forgive and being kind to yourself. Uh, you know, that's something that we don't hear a lot about as well. Do you think that's something that our peers don't talk about enough? Um, I think you're right. We, we don't talk about it enough. But I think we do talk about it, particularly in a leadership context, I think, um, where we talk about the importance of authenticity and being the person who you are and being that whole person. Because it is by being open to, respectful, and kind of serving your own interests and being true to yourself that you can be the your whole person and therefore the best person and therefore the best kind of leader. So, so I think we do talk about it. I just don't think we necessarily talk about it in the context of that kind of kindness and self-compassion. This isn't just a male or female thing, can set very high expectations of themselves and, and, and probably you know, we should be as kind to ourselves as we are to others in many cases. The other thing that I think maybe we should all talk about a bit more, and, and this isn't just about, again, a male-female thing, but it's the importance of our families and the importance of our caregiving um, obligations. So that's not just about children. That's also about parents. That's about siblings. That's about, you know, your wider caregiving obligations that that many of us have and that somehow we feel we feel there is a need to disconnect or disassociate us our work personas with those areas of our life and yet if we step back and we think about what is the most important driver for us for many of us that will be our families and work is an incredibly important part of who we are but so is our family um, and, you know, I, I sometimes find myself not necessarily disclosing other family commitments that I have, despite the fact it's late in the evening or there are other things that I need to do. And I actually, you know, coming back to this point around authenticity, I will actually make a point in those situations of acknowledging those other commitments, because in acknowledging those other commitments, I'm being authentic and true to myself. And therefore, I am delivering my work responsibilities in a way that allows me to be true to myself. And I think that is incredibly important. So would you say that being authentic and being true to who we are is um, an important factor for creating a gender equal workplace in society? What, what would you consider a, a, a really important factor for creating that kind of environment? And as a leader, what would you do about it? Or what are you doing about it? I think, um, I do think authenticity um, is an important factor. Um, and I sort of, I, I split this into two different themes, I guess. You have the intrinsic and, and you have the, the things that are important for yourself. And that's where authenticity fits into it. 
and you have the, 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 the circumstantial things, the environmental factors. So, so the external, so we've got the internal and the external. And I think to, to create a more gender equal workplace, we actually need to focus on both of those things. Externally in particular, one of the areas that um, I've become really interested in, in the last sort of 12 to 18 months um, is all of the work uh, out there talking about uh, systemic bias. So a lot of people will have come across the term unconscious bias and, you know, the things that we are not necessarily aware of that drive our decision making. And it's trying to acknowledge those unconscious biases when we are making decisions in order that those biases don't get in the way of, you know, the decision that we're, that we're making. But I think um, a, a kind of under underutilized or an area that is um that is that that we should focus on as well um is the systemic bias so so what are the things in the system that actually stand in the way of creating that gender equal workplace now flexible working is only one of those tools there are other things are we setting criteria for jobs, for example, for senior roles in a way that inadvertently stops other people, you know, stops women or that could, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be just women. It can be, um, it can be other, um, other minority groups fr from succeeding in those particular roles and, and not actually getting through the selection process. So, so that's what I mean by systemic bias. And, and I think both areas, internal and external, do need to be focused on in order to achieve the, the sort of um, um, the equal and inclusive workplace that we're all looking for. In terms of what I'm doing about it, I, I think one of the most powerful tools that we have in order to work on some of the internal factors that I was talking about is developing really high levels of self-awareness. And one of the ways that you can do that, one can do that, um, is through mentoring. And so I'm really, really passionate about mentoring. And in fact, um, MUFG in, in Asia Pacific in particular um, has launched a new mentoring program, which I am a part of. And, you know, I mentor people both inside MUFG, but also I mentor quite a lot of people from my last organization, um, and also outside of that. Um, so I'm part of a mentoring program based here in Singapore um, that, that's kind of across industries. Um, and I find it really, really rewarding. Um, and I learn a huge amount from it, you know, because mentoring is, is like a two-way relationship. It's not just about the mentor putting their views on the mentee. It's actually what are the things and what are the problems and what are the issues that the mentee is facing that as a mentor, you can reflect on in a different way and um, see a different perspective that you might not necessarily have seen had you not been in that mentoring relationship. Um, so I think mentoring is really important. I'm a real fan. I'm passionate about it. And um, it, it's one of the one of the ways I think we can we can start to work towards a more gender equal workplace. Well, that's amazing. Thank you so much, Angelina, for sharing and taking the time to speak with us. We wish you all the best in, in, in your day ahead. And uh, we look forward to having you with us again real soon. Thank you again.
Take care. Thanks. We hope you've enjoyed this special International Women's Day edition of the MUFG APEC Insights podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe to our channel, which is available on Podbean, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. <laughs>